Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Revelation 22, right before index and concordance in your Bible. Revelation chapter 22, and we're at the end of of the Scripture, at the end of the Bible. The last time we looked at this passage of Scripture, we were looking at uh, the final statements of, of John the Revelator to the people that he is writing this uh, uh, letter to. Remember, he's writing to the seven churches. He's writing to the churches in Asia. He's trying to help people in the whole region to understand that uh, God's judgment is coming, that God's judgment is, is uh, imminent. Remember, this is a apocalyptic type of writing. It is intended not to say that these are things that are happening at the time that John is witnessing them, but he is witnessing them as a uh, in a vision, and he is uh, there on the Isle of Patmos, and he is he's witnessing these events as a warning to uh, the fa- uh, those who follow Jesus Christ, and these are words of warning to anyone who uh, is a child of God. These are words of warning to those who are understanding and know. And we're in the last half of uh, the chapter 22, and we kind of stopped uh, uh, around verse 14. He said, uh, Jesus was saying in verse 12, And behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me, and to give every man according to his work shall be. And I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and the first and the last. Uh, blessed are they that do his commandments, and that they uh, that they may commit. Uh, excuse me, that they may have a right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gate into the city. Now, let me remind you where we are. We're at. Uh, the stage in which the eternal city of God is is being uh, brought before John, and he's seeing uh, new heaven and new earth, and he is. Uh, we've already passed through Revelation 21. At the very end of Revelation 21, we saw how, uh, and the beginning of Revelation 22, we saw how uh, those who were uh, 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 evil in the sight of God, those who had. Uh, still without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior of their life, they were thrown into the lake of fire with uh, uh, Satan, and they were thrown into the lake of fire with the demons. They are thrown into the lake of fire, those who were not written in the Lamb's book of life. That said, uh, It said, uh, verse 27 of chapter 21, those are the ones that uh, are thrown into the lake of fire, and those are the ones who are outside of the will of God. Chapter 22 is is describing this uh, new heaven and new earth that John is seeing. He's seeing this uh, as 
uh, a revelation to him of the final things in which God is revealing to him and he's uh, being shown this and when we came to chapter uh, 22 and la- these last verses we uh, saw a final appeal of God to come uh, we see uh, 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 the people of God saying come quickly uh, we see uh, Jesus says, saying I come quickly I'm coming and we see uh, uh, all of the righteous saying come quickly we see the Holy Spirit saying come quickly come to Jesus and so we see uh, an, an invitation uh, for Jesus to come quickly. We see an invitation for uh, anyone who's reading this, who doesn't have a relationship with God, to come to an understanding of a relationship. This is uh, God's final appeal. Remember, this is not uh, this invitation to come and accept Jesus Christ into their life is not an invitation to anyone that's living at the time in which uh, John is seeing the new heaven and new earth, but it's an invitation to those who are reading this or reading the and understanding what is happening that it's an invitation for them in their life to say, you need to... <coughs> Excuse me. An invitation to them to say, you need to come to the saving grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. You need to come to an understanding. It's an invitation from the Holy Spirit to come and uh, give your heart and life to Him. It's an invitation uh, from Jesus Christ Himself. In verse 12 He says, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me and I give to every man according to uh, His work that shall be he says in verse 13, I am the, the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And he's saying, uh, I am making this invitation to you. I am the one extending this invitation to you. He says, he's saying, I extend this uh, invitation to you on my person, on my authority, on, uh, on the, uh, the, the just the the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ, the power of who He is as, as a person, is an invitation uh, for those who are lost to finally give their heart and life to Jesus Christ. And He says in verse 14, Blessed are those that uh, do the commands, His commands, Jesus' commands, the commands of God, that they may have the right to the tree of life. He's talking about the tree of life that is in... Uh, the center of heaven and uh, the new heaven and he says uh, that they may have uh, access to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city and so he's just described heaven he's sh- uh, sharing with them uh, this blessed eternal city a, city a city that has walls a city that has gates that allows people in he says and but you don't want to be uh, uh, those who are on the outside. Who's on the outside? Verse 15 says, For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whoever loveth and maketh a lie. And so now this is not a comprehensive list, but it is a uh, demonstrative list. It is a demonstration of the types of people that are going to be outside. Uh, where are they outside? It's not outside the gate looking in, wondering if they can find a way to get in. They're outside the gates of heaven 
in the lake of fire. They are receiving their reward for uh, rejecting Jesus Christ. Uh, and But uh, uh, the scene is being described for us by John saying that those who are on the outside are the dogs. Now this, this terminology for dogs is, is a terminology of... of uh, derision. It, it, now, there's a lot of people today that that love their dogs, and boy, let me tell you, uh, there are some people that do things with dogs that I would never consider doing in all of my life. Uh, 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 they have some dogs that live better than some people. Let me tell you, they eat better than some people, and they uh, uh, ride around in handbags, and they uh, get dressed up and taken to the uh, beauty salon, and they get taken on vacations and put on pedestals and pillars like they're royalty and all that kind of stuff. But that's not how dogs were seen in the time in which John is writing. These are not domesticated dogs that, uh, that are cute and cuddly and, and fluffy and smell good and all that, but uh, the image of the dog at the time of John was a cur, uh, a, a wild dog, a dog that basically roamed through the, uh, the garbage and roamed through the refuse of the cities and looking for things to eat. And, they, and dogs were seen as d- nasty and dirty, uh, very similar to the... When I say pig, other than uh, bacon and and uh, uh, pulled pork and ribs and all that, whenever I say po- uh, pig, though, if you think of a pig on a farm, you think of a dirty animal, right? A, an animal that loves to wallow around in the in the mud and the muck and all that and the filth and everything. Uh, and that was the view of a dog at the time that John's writing this. That dogs were were. Uh, uh, you know, dogs eat all kinds of stuff. Let me tell you, uh, 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 people always worry about what dogs... Dogs will eat vomit, you know? Dogs will eat just nasty stuff that we would never even consider even being around, let alone eating. The dogs just do, do all kinds of nasty stuff, and that's the mentality of a dog in John's time, and he's saying those who are outside, those who are filthy, those who are reprobate, those who are lost in their sin, the idolaters and murderers, those who are uh, uh, whoremongers and those who are sorcerers, those who give themselves over to uh, their baser uh, desires, those are the ones who are outside, those who are, and he says, and all those uh, who loveth and maketh a lie. That, that, that puts a line on par with murder and sorcery and idolaters. And what he's trying to say is anyone who has sin in their life, any of our sin, you know, there's a lot of people in this world who think that they're going to get up to the gates of heaven knock on the door and stand there proudly and say, let me in. And one of the things that old-timey preachers used to say was uh, they would talk to people about salvation and they'd say, if you were to die today and you were to walk up to the gates and knock on the door on the gate and say, let me in, they'd say, what makes you think that you'd be let in? 
A lot of people in today's world and society would say, well, I'm not that bad. I, I'm not perfect, but nobody's perfect. But I'm not that bad. I, I, I may drink a little bit and carouse around and say dirty things and things. I'm not really that bad. I don't go out and, and murder people. I don't go out and, and steal from the bank. I don't go out and 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 beat people up we we have a, a mentality in our society in our world today that that uh seems to say that well you can do a lot of things and still get into heaven you can go out and do all these bad things but as long as you're not somebody that steps too far over the line or our society says as long as your good things that you do in life outweigh the bad things when your life is balanced on the scales of life. As long as you've got more good things, you give money to church or you give money to a hospital or you try and help poor children that need glasses or need uh, surgeries for, uh, for life-threatening illnesses or you do good by volunteering at the soup kitchen or, or going out and doing all these good things that that help people that are homeless or in need. Well, those things will outweigh the, the bad things that you do. You just better hope you do more good things than bad things. That's not what Jesus says. That's not what God says. The least of our sins. Tell a lie. Oh, I just tell a little white lie every once in a while. Oh, it don't matter. It don't hurt anybody to tell a little white lie. But God's showing us that even the simplest of things, even the simplest of sin of telling a lie is as bad as murder, sorcery, and idolatry. All of those, any, any of the little things that you have done in your life that you know is wrong, but you claim is not something that is bad enough to keep you out of heaven, Jesus Christ is saying here that you're going to be on the outside of the walls unless you've been forgiven, unless you've been justified. Jesus says in verse 16, He says, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches, and I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bride and morning star. That's the nobility of Jesus Christ. That's the, uh, the authority. He is the root of God. He is the offspring of David. So the Spirit has come, and He has uh, made His proclamation to the world, and He says in verse 17, and the Spirit and the bride say, who's the bride? Remember, that's the church. They say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. That's the person that's been witnessed to, that's heard the gospel and has applied it into their life. They say, come. And let him that is the athirst, come. And let him that is athirst, come. And let whoever will, let him take the water of life freely. And so we move from an invitation of come, 
Come, take the, the gift of salvation freely, the gift that is given so freely to anyone who would answer, the gift of, of invitation. Come, come. It's, it's, at first they're saying, come, Lord Jesus, but now He's saying, come, you who are thirsty. Come, you who uh, need salvation in your life. Come, you who need uh, uh, cleansing in the waters of Jesus Christ's blood. And uh, Come, He says, uh, whosoever will, come. It says in verse 18, For I testify unto every man that heareth the word, these words of prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. That's a definitive end to the proclamation of God. This is His message. Come. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city from the things which are written in this book. He which testifies these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. So this is the invitation come. The invitation is to come. The invitation is it has incentives. Come for salvation. Come for a cleansing uh, uh, blood of Jesus Christ to wash away your sins. Come that you might drink from the living water. Come that you might partake of the tree of the life uh, uh, the tree of the knowledge of life uh, uh, knowledge, uh, the tree of life that's in the center of the of not the Garden of Eden, but the, uh, in the center of heaven, the final abode that we will reside in for all eternity, the place in which we will have fellowship with God, that, that fellowship that's restored, the fellowship that was started in the Garden of Eden is finally restored in heaven. Come. Come, Lord Jesus. Come to us who who are, are in this world that need salvation, come to those who are still lacking salvation. And so what we see in the final words of, of uh, this book is an invitation to those who are without Christ. See all the things that are coming, the judgment that is coming, the devastation, the destruction, the, the, uh, the punishment of sin, the judgment on sin and the casting of sin into the lake of fire for all eternity. He's saying, turn your back on the things of this world. Turn your back on sin and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that's what this evil world needs is to come to Jesus Christ, to turn away from the evil of, the, of Satan, come to Jesus Christ. We need to profess that to those who are lost. We need to share that who are wrapped up in the evil of this world. We need to share that with people who are searching for meaning and significance in life. We need to share that with those who are hurting and trying to find peace and solace in their life. We need to tell them that the only place they can find it is in Jesus Christ. What a wonderful thing to see is in the midst of all the judgment and all of the declaration of the finality and the end of sin that God still says, 
come to salvation. Come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Come to my saving grace. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we thank You and praise You for Your great love. And we thank You that You give us that grace, that forgiveness, that love, that in spite of, uh, and without that love, that we would be wrapped up in our own sin and cast into the depths of the lake of fire, but because of Your great love, because of Your forgiveness, because of Your grace, we receive Your great love and Your forgiveness, the washing of our sins and the precious blood of Jesus Christ that takes away our sins allows us to stand as the pure, spotless bride of Christ. Lord, help us to share that with our community, with our world, that there is still hope. It's not found in men's laws. It's not found in, in things and creations of mankind and, and the dreams of, of, uh, of imagination, but found only in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.